Before we start today's show, I want to let everybody know where you can find, interact, and support the show. First, follow us on Twitter at WBGCast. Again, WBGCast on Twitter. Second, subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Also, don't forget to give us a rating review so that other people like you can find the show too. Three, support the show by heading over to patreon.com forward slash WBGCast. Our goal is to eventually remove all ads from the podcast. Help us get to that goal by going to patreon.com forward slash WBGCast. And if you sign up for the $5 a month contribution, we'll give you a shout out at the end of every episode. Thank you for your support. Welcome to the Wannabe Gaming Podcast, episode 17. It's Tuesday, May 7, 2019. I'm Brett Jackson, and joining me, as always, is Michael Dewey. It was May 4th Welcome. this last weekend. Oh, I'm yeah. so excited. I love that. I have Star Wars Day. There was a ton of news coming out. I don't, I don't even know, actually, a lot of it, but I was just catching headlines as they popped out yeah uh did you also know that the what that the may 5th is called like return of the fifth <laughs> no i didn't know that so like so star yeah, wars did, has I, two days yeah so star wars now has two days may 4th and 5th i had no idea that there was return of the fifth before what I'm happens not, I, on the fifth not really anything <laughs> i think it's kind of like the really really hardcore people that just don't want to like let it go uh, i just saw a bunch of like posts on twitter and stuff about being like hey it's happy revenge of the fifth. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> I just watched um, Force Awakens and The Last Jedi over like last week or so. Uh, just oh, kind of nice. not, not all at the same time, kind of in like half an hour to an hour segments when I was, you know, either going to bed or doing whatever. Yeah. And I still pretty much feel the same about them. It's funny because I think. I feel exactly the way I do about The Last Jedi as I do about the most of Game of Thrones this season. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it, that's... The- it, like the, and I think the most, the biggest thing that I feel about them is that, like, the directors knew what they wanted to happen, and then they did a really poor job figuring out the details on along the way to get to what they wanted to happen (laughs) yeah uh did did you hear by the way that the two directors writers from game of thrones are going to be part of the writers for star wars going forward for the new stuff yeah like the movies or i believe it's the movies so there's that announcement that came out about the three star wars stuff coming out um the three movies coming out by 2020 or something like that and they said that they were going to be heavily involved in that process. And as soon as I heard that, I kind of got sad. Are there? It's the same guys that have been doing Game of Thrones through the whole show, right? Yeah, but the thing is, is they they started to shift away from the writer, the actual author, um, after oh. season four, I believe it was. Dom is probably in the shower, screaming at the at us, <laughs> yeah. or he's saying, "Good job, Mike." Yeah, I think it's he season said four. season four around then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but to be fair, though, I liked, I pretty Five much liked six. Game of Thrones. Yeah, up <laughs> until this season, this is yeah. the season that's kind of killed it for me so far. Last yeah. episode was more interesting, at least. I still, it still was kind of the same, like 
man, this is kind of lazy writing to get to where they want to go. Um, but it was at least interesting and it had a few like, Oh shoot. I didn't expect that to happen. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Hopefully the, I just kind of wanted to be over and see what, see what, how they end it and then be done with it. Cause yeah, well, we got two more weeks, so yeah. two more weeks and we'll have a conclusion It'll be fun. conversation. What I've actually been wanting to play recently is getting back in and finishing the battlefront two campaign. Um, the oh, new yeah. one on Xbox. I haven't gotten back to, to playing that cause anytime I hop on, I've been playing Diablo, um, which I it hasn't been very much cause for anybody who doesn't know, I, I live up in the Spokane area and it's been really, really nice weather, like 70s, sunny, beautiful, which means yard work time. Tons and tons and tons of yard work. We just moved to this house. Um, we haven't been here during a summer season. So we are learning all about our property and what we need to be doing. And there's a lot of work. A <laughs> lot of work. I tried with my yard work, because it's also pretty hot over here in Vancouver, Um I'm trying to take pretty much all the brick that's like lining my grass around the house. Oh yeah. Down like four or five inches. Um, just so that the top of the brick is even with the bottom of the grass. So mm. it's easy to mow over. Uh, I don't know why they did it. Whoever, you know, set it up before we moved here. I don't know why they did it the way we did it. Cause it's like every time you try to mow next to it, the wheels just catch like brick after brick and they just pop out and like, all over the place it's so annoying and it's like i don't want to i don't want to have to weed whack like a foot out like like every along the edge of the lawn so you know yeah. what you should do actually is you should just remove all the brick and then pay somebody to put one of those concrete curbing i thought about around there. yeah i thought about that but because everything's I, already dead and i looked already at there. the price though it's expensive is it it's kind oh. of expensive at least if you want like the nice smooth concrete which looks really nice yeah um but I, I don't know i already got like maybe 10 feet done it's such a pain in the butt um because it's <laughs> just like have 65 feet more to go probably even more than that it's literally <laughs> around the whole house but it's not as bad in spots as other spots so i'm just working on the problem areas but yeah, yeah. i i've been like working on my lawn outfit because i have like fairly bad allergies so yeah. i have like this year is actually working out because i have like a bandana that i'll put around my uh my mouth and my nose um and then i sent a picture to on slack the, like the other week yeah. and brian Seriously. and dom were saying i look like somebody out of like antifa gang or something yeah, that's but. what i was saying yeah i was like <laughs> I, I was like dude first off you're from portland so you know that that yeah. are automatically you know designates you antifa and then, and then you had literally a black hoodie with a I think a red or darkish bandana over your whole nose and mouth and I was like wow <laughs> somebody thinks you're attacking your lawn well now I have I still have the bandana which is it's like a bright yeah like yellow orange bandana uh and then I got this like long sleeve like you know that was uh, some of one of those like um sweat like it it beads sweat off of it uh, okay. it's like athletic or whatever yeah i got that and then i got um i have a bunch of like ball caps up in the like up in the upstairs so i grabbed one of those and put that on backwards and then i got these we went to a garage sale the other day and i got these like big safety goggles <laughs> um, for like a dollar um because i was like this is gonna be those, nice those blades of gla- grass they, they may get you well well, it's not about the grass, I don't think. I think it's like pollen. I think it's like yeah, when it gets in my like on my skin, like close to my eyes or my nose, it's just like 
my whole face just blows up and I used it all today. This day was that first day I had everything with the glasses and like, actually I was fine. Didn't have any issues. Um, it's kind of a pain though. Cause with the bandana, like the air from my mouth goes straight into the bandana and then up like oh, between yeah. the cracks into the glasses. So they started and to fog up. up. So I need to get like something to block the air. It's a real deal, <laughs> but um, I'm going to get so much work done this summer. <laughs> it's so sad for that you have such allergies to plants and to grass, that, and you love working on that stuff in terms of making everything look really nice. Yeah, so well, sad. it's not like, um, it's only in like the really, when it gets really hot, that's when it's the worst. If it's like overcast day, it doesn't really affect me at all, but it's but it's like when it's hot, it's kind of some of the days that I like to be out there just because it... You, you're sweating and you feel like you're doing a lot of work and I don't know. It's just nice. But was it better in Arizona when you lived there? Um, yeah, yeah. I don't think I had allergies in Arizona. Um, mm. except I, f- I feel like cause Brian hasn't really either, but I know he has this year a little bit, even over there. I don't know if that's because he's like, you know, getting used to it and now he's starting to be affected or maybe I know it's rained a lot this year more than it usually has. So yeah, maybe stuff's blooming. But yeah, it's been a good, um, be a lot of work this summer. Yeah. Well, real quick question then. So here, here's one that I thought was rather interesting. Would you rather find out that the universe was created a couple of days ago and all your memories acknowledges are fake? Or would you rather find out that you're in a coma right now and this t- is a text message or an audio message from your doctor using advanced technology to wake up, Brett? Wake up, Brett. Wake up, Brett. Wait, so I'm either in a coma and and being told to wake up or or I'm I'm fine well, you, but all my memories are fake? Yeah. Am I going to wake up out of the coma or is it I don't know. Is it like Can't, a 50-50? Maybe you just got to try to wake up right now, Brett. Wake I up, don't Brett. No. I the memory thing would be awful. That'd be really weird, especially seeing how like how vivid our growing up years together are to find out it's all fake. Would you still be like, have your current situation? Like, would I still be married to my wife and have my family? That's a good question. I I would imagine so. Just all my memories are false. But would you not trust your wife anymore? Would you think she's Probably a little less. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, would you would it be kind of like a Truman Show thing where you think everybody that you've interacted with is lying to is me? A, yeah. yeah, that's it. That'd probably be exactly what it would be like. Um, hmm. Maybe I should try the coma then. Yeah, I think I'd probably. I think I'd probably take the coma. Even Just if it's fifty fifty shot. Yeah, fifty fifty shot of coming out of the coma, and everything else is still good. Yeah, I'd I'd probably do the coma. Yeah, the Truman Show wasn't that good, so. Yeah, don't tell Serena that. She says that's her favorite show. It's been a while movie. since I've seen it. I could be lying. Uh, I didn't really think it was that great, but we don't need to get into movie reviews. Maybe we'll start another <laughs> yeah. podcast. Movie reviews and We didn't spoilers. do much last week anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but to be fair, there hasn't been that much game news for a while. Last week was so slow. There, at least this week, like a lot of announcements are starting to pick up again. Yeah. So along that line, what have you been playing this week? What, what's kind of been your game of choice? Not a lot, honestly. Um, I've been, like, I probably touched Diablo, I think, a little bit, but what we played Overwatch mostly on Friday night, and me and Brian Brian played some Rocket League. Uh, It was double XP, so that was nice. (laughs) Um, Not (laughs) that it matters, but... Do the levels ever end on that? (laughs) No, I don't think so, because they have the, like, the 
account level that which I'm like I don't know 300 something um that I don't think like paragon points for the rocket league I think the only thing that you get is like maybe unlock you know some player the thing that goes around your icon kind of like Diablo or it's just fancier oh gotcha Um, but when it's double XP you get the rocket pass like for the season you can level that up quicker um and get things done so me and Brian like to play a little bit more during those times because uh you can get like keys every what like 10 10 levels or so which if you get 10 keys then you can buy the next rocket pass for free uh so like we try to push to see if we can get at least most of the keys we would we will need to get the next one without having to pay more money that's awesome um and then that and honestly uh not a lot the rest of the week except for i played some sea of thieves earlier today because apparently fishings and cooking are both in the game now. Uh, oh, interesting. And I, I didn't really know how like in-depth it was going to be, so I wanted to go see uh, just what, what the deal was. But the it's actually kind of cool. Um, I don't know if it's going to hook me or not. I haven't done a ton of it. It's, it's a <laughs> hook, whole... Hook me? <laughs> fish yeah. puns. Um, <laughs> it's a whole other uh, faction. What? Um, oh, interesting. So, like... Uh, in line with the gold hoarders or the skull guys. I can't remember a lot of Sea of Thieves uh, terminology. Yeah, it's, re- it's almost been a year since we've played Sea of Thieves. I know. I, well, when Dom is back, I, we will go back in um, when he gets a, a setup back online. So, But, yeah, so it's like a whole other faction. And there's a lot of other places on the map now, too. There's these posts called Sea Posts now. They're like, hmm. there's a few of them. They're a little tiny, uh, just like, there's like a dock and a little tiny island and then there's like two people on it and then you can like that's the the faction guy that like will you'll turn in your fish to or your cooked fish or whatever and then there's like i can't remember how many different kinds of fish there are i think in total there's like 150 different combinations uh because there's like i don't know something like 10 different fish types and then there's a few different things in inside that fish type like a you know like a big rare one or a trophy one or you can get like at night you can get um like a a luminescent one version of the fish uh catch a luminescent fish do you see the fish in the water as you're casting or is it kind of like one of those like hidden it's it's um i'm not exactly sure like how it works but at least where i i've only fished in one spot like right off of one of those sea post docks and i did see like you can see little fish running around in the water so i was like that's probably a good spot to fish and when the fish that you're gonna be reeling in uh like before it bites your hook uh you do see it swimming around in the water i'm not sure if it's like a fish that was there the whole time then like chooses your hook or if they randomly spawn like a fish underneath the water when you put your hook in uh yeah but it at least the way that it looks to you it's like it does kind of seem like there's fish in the water and one of them came up to my hook uh so that's cool but is it hard to catch fish it's i'm trying to compare it to something i don't know it's like it's more because like um, with wow you would cast your fish out your your your, uh, fishing hook out and then you'd click the bobber when you saw it move yeah so is it that kind of same mechanic where it's more involved than that so it's like it's i mean it's kind of like real fishing i i would assume i've never i've never done it but (laughs) um so you have throw the controller yeah you you throw it in uh and then if your tv's not broken you pull it back (laughs) um no so you you i think you press like 
trigger to cast and then you wait for a while and then if it if they bite your uh line then they'll start pulling and then you have to like drag the with the stick the line in the opposite direction of the where the fish is pulling uh and then eventually they'll get tired and then you can like do the trigger to start reeling in but then they'll like wake up again and then you have to just let off the reel and start like pulling the line again and then you just do that a couple times uh until they're all reeled in nice um but it's cool like it's it's fun enough uh for for fishing i guess i just like fishing i've, I've always liked fishing in pretty much every game so i i like it's relaxing and the um, question is could we fish all night one night <laughs> oh yeah probably <laughs> or would not we get bored i know brian would get bored do you have to have any particular regions to be able to fish as well or can you because you know like with some of those factions you had to get a cage um oh yeah um do you have to i assume you buy a fishing line and then they give you the pole uh like it's just like a like your shovel or your lantern you just have it 100 percent of the time on the on your wheel now Uh, so you can always use the fishing pole uh but there is bait um which you don't have to use bait but I think uh, certain bait will increase your chance to get certain fish types. So gotcha. I didn't use bait yet. I was just getting the like the regular fish type. I can't remember what it's called, but the common Minnow. ones. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. Min- they were actually kind of cool looking for the common versions. But um, but yeah, then there's I don't know how many different bait types there are, but I'm imagining it's probably just based on bait type and then based on like the region that you're in. Uh, yeah. is like what kind of fish will be there and that kind of thing. I think there's also like freshwater fish. So you have to fish like on a little puddle of water, like on an island or that kind of thing. So it's cool. It has all the stuff you would expect, I guess. But the the other cool thing is that they have cooking now. Um, yeah. And I haven't really experimented with that a ton, but you can cook the fish. Um, hmm. So they have like on your boat, uh, at least... Uh, this is the only thing I've done so far. There's like a little stove in the bottom of the sloop <laughs> and you can just like place a fish on it and it, you know, it starts to sizzle and smoke a little bit and then you just wait. And then after like 30 seconds, it'll like go pale. And then after the pale, it'll go golden brown. That's when you want to take it, I think. And then I'm assuming it'll probably burn after if you wait too long, but then you can go turn. I think the cooked fish usually are worth more. Like when you turn them in, then than a raw fish uh and you can eat the fish too uh like in place of of bananas bananas, yeah and it'll it'll be like it i accidentally took a bite out of one and then it eats like half of it so you have like a half a fish with a bone sticking out yeah (laughs) so it counts for like two um oh nice so i'm and i think there's like varying degrees of probably health that you'll get back based on like if it's a raw fish or cooked fish or maybe what type of fish uh, yeah. that kind of thing. I'm, I'm not a hundred percent, but I believe that there is like varying degrees of that. Um, that's pretty cool. So yeah, it's cool. But I, I just liked that. I didn't think they were going to make it a whole faction, uh, akin to the other ones. So like you could technically do it as one of the three factions. If you were going for pirate legend, instead of having to, like, if you didn't want to do the chicken crate one <laughs> yeah. or the, whatever that one is smugglers or whatever it's called. Yeah. I was like, if you already have, uh, you know pirate captain or you know legendary captain person in sea of thieves does i wonder if there's another level if you get this faction as well all the way up oh yeah i haven't looked into that like i haven't really looked into any of the other stuff that they've added there's a lot more stuff that they added all across the game and i don't i don't know any of it yet i was just more just interested in the fishing and cooking but yeah it's really cool and then you as far as i know so far 
just from that vendor you can buy like new fishing poles and new uh tankards uh oh, nice. to, ma- to match just like the other ones i wonder i wasn't sure like i i didn't have a chance to look if there's like a fishing uh outfit if you're like a certain level because i think the other factions yeah. had ones that you could buy but it was just you had to find the place in the world to buy it yeah i think so too um i think dom will be like up and live and ready to rock and roll um near the end of may i think is when they're they're going to be going uh so maybe when i'm actually at your place that friday night um if we could we could play on well, you have two xboxes so i think i could probably we could probably play down there are you um, going to be you're coming here on the i thought it was a thursday night no it's a friday oh, okay it's a friday night what if you're here on a friday night yeah we totally should play i need yeah. to um figure out if I guess we could use one of those like Xbox Live Gold trials or something for Ashley's Xbox. If for some reason it can't connect, I was going to say it's only if it's connected to accounts. I thought so. Like if my account um, has gold, oh, that's right. If you sign in, yeah, man, I'm totally. I just blanked for a second. Yeah, of course. Never mind. (laughs) No worries. So that'll be fun. Yeah, Um, it's cool though. I I really like uh, all the stuff they do. It's still Sea of Thieves though. Like I. The whole time I was fishing, I was just like a little bit stressed out because I'm just like, if anybody comes over here, I got to move. And then before I logged off, uh, I just like saw a skull fort right in front of me with a little sloop. So I went and crashed into them and sunk their ship. And then I logged off because um, that's what <laughs> oh, oh, the fun is. Times. Um, but yeah, it's I I'll, it'll be fun getting back into it with the, with the group. Yeah, that's like the best thing about Sea of Thieves is crashing into somebody on a skull island because now they know that somebody's there and they're constantly going to be on alert and yet you already logged off and moved on (laughs) yeah well especially when you make sure that they sunk too so then it's like they gotta they gotta come all the way back yep um and maybe they won't because they think you're gonna come back too but it's the worst yeah so we've got a number of things that we can talk about uh, this week. We we scoured a little bit to find some more news to be able to talk. And so let's first off um, talk about Riot walkouts. Uh, you want to explain a little bit what's going on with Riot and the walkouts? Yeah. So this has been going on since like uh, for last year sometime. That's when like everything kind of came to light. Uh, it was through a Kotaku article um that was just going on about like i think it was like dozens of employees were um coming forward at least like to the like telling the writer at kotaku that there was like some of the higher ups at riot are were just acting inappropriately and i i think some of it was like sexual harassment and Mm. some of it was like um guys are like uh there was stupid ones like uh, guys like you know like bro culture i think is what they called it like guys like farting on people like and like laughing about it or like like in the workplace um but like higher up uh people were were, is what the complaints were about so uh after that article came out there was just like i mean that was a long time ago so there wasn't a ton done i guess apart from like maybe some pr statements from riot uh and then so the u.s office uh, had a walkout. I don't know the exact date, but it was a it was a few days ago, um, and there was about a hundred people, um, employees that were participating in the walkout. So it's like enough wow. to probably turn some heads. <laughs> um, yeah. And then Dublin, I guess in 
Ireland, the office over there of Riot uh, organized, I don't know how many people it was, but they organized a, a walkout today too. And they posted on Twitter just like, in solidarity with our U.S. office, like we're gonna join in. Uh, and I, I guess the main issue is they're trying to bring to light that Riot forces or has forced at least their employees to sign contracts um, f- that basically make it so they use the term forced arbitration, which basically means um, that they have to sign a contract saying like we can't sue you, we can't sue the company uh, publicly if if there's ever an issue, uh, we have to settle it privately. Um, you know, which just in- they're trying to cover themselves, but yeah. What's interesting about that that statement is. Um, I know it's not a video game company, but I worked for another a skilled nursing facility up here yeah. at in Spokane, and they had that exact same terminology. So they said if, if they were going to have a resident in their facility, the paperwork that I would always go through with them, I had to say the same thing where if it, you know if there's ever any issues, legal issues where you feel like we need there needs to be a lawsuit, you, you are signing this saying that it would all be done with arbitra- arbitration on yeah. a thir- like a third party and there won't actually be an actual lawsuit. Now, I don't know if that takes away the teeth of the of the severity of it, if it potentially makes it so you don't have to have as much change with behavior. Either way, the the person's still getting paid out. It yeah, seems they're like. still like they would still be compensated if they have an yeah. issue, you would think. And I yeah. don't know, like you said, I I didn't really take this as being like I don't think this is an uncommon practice probably for huge companies like this uh, yeah. to make employees sign something like that. I think it's just it's just becoming an issue because they are not doing anything, <laughs> at least yeah. according to the employees, they have not been moving or t- making any changes or disciplining anybody that was involved in any of the stuff that went on last year. So I think that's why that's the issue that they're focusing on is like, if you're not going to do anything like we we can't sign these contracts i don't i don't know i could see a little bit of the other side of it of just like just don't work there but i don't know if <laughs> with, you can't within really the, do that within the games industry anymore it's like yeah there's not that many places to work guys like is and if that's the career you chose like we need to be better and these companies need to be better uh, yeah. so it's on riot for sure um and yeah, I guess we'll see. They they did make a statement already that said uh, new employees, uh, they're going to work with new new employees to be able to choose whether they want to sign that agreement or not. Um, hmm. So that's good. Uh, and they said uh, maybe, <laughs> they weren't very clear, so who knows, but they said maybe like, will after the current lawsuits are done, <laughs> uh, that maybe they'll look at current employees maybe revisiting that contract as well so i we'll probably know more you know as this as these current lawsuits are resolved and um what happens with all this but i don't know yeah so yeah there's been there's been quite a bit of weird things with the video game industry i mean like the riot walkouts and then there was an article that came out by a pc gamer um that talked about how they think that the video game industry is dying because of the requirements to the industry. Um, you know, in 2004, there was the article of people who were working um, like 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. seven days a week with no breaks. No, you might get a Saturday night off if you're lucky. And, you know, we had all the other things we talked about with the other companies earlier this year. So, yeah, there, there's got to be some sort of fix, some sort of 
situation to help the this industry because we all love this industry we all love being part of it and playing the games and stuff that they're working so hard on but the truth is is i would rather they they being the programmers and designers and stuff have a nice healthy work life balance and produce less games because i i honestly still feel like there's way too many games out in the world right now anyway to, for everyone to play <laughs> so yeah well, yeah, and I think the bigger, like you said, that article, like the bigger issue probably that's happening at all the companies, it seems like anymore, is crunch and just overworking everybody. And I don't know. I It's it's weird because, yeah, like it feels like there's way too many games to even try to play anymore. But at the same time, you look at EA's AAA, uh, just EA's, and it's like yeah, 10 years ago, they were releasing way more AAA titles than they are now. Um, but... I, I mean, I wasn't in the same spot that I am back then, that I was back then, like in terms of playing video games. So I don't know if it was the same kind of deal, uh, if it felt like there was way too many games, but I just yeah. don't think they're, the way that the industry is right now, they, they like, nobody wants to take any risks and they want all these like properties that they're pouring all their time into to be like, they want to milk them into the ground <laughs> um, yeah. to make as much money as possible. And it's just it's just creating this like, unwinnable scenario where like you can't work long enough to make the game good enough to make enough money like everything is designed to fail if it's not fifa um (laughs) yeah i think ea specifically is like taking all the wrong lessons from fifa and like trying to apply it to everything and it just isn't working uh even anthem there was a statement that came out earlier today that that was like from the earnings call that anthem didn't meet their expectations uh obviously but it's like anthem (laughs) sold a lot of copies though i was gonna i was gonna swear there and be like nope sherlock (laughs) yeah yeah i mean sure it's it didn't do well but it it did sell a lot of copies even battlefield 5 like selling millions of copies and same deal like didn't meet our expectations not happy with it is it Um, just like higher is is it ea buying their own copies to make their game seem more to create artificially start the snowball i've always wondered that when you have an industry that's so big and so um, making millions and millions of dollars kind of thing, you could easily artificially start your snowball. And if you had a few key websites willing to give it a positive, favorable review, I you could create a snowball and make even more money. Well, now we're getting into some dangerous territory, Mike. Um, <laughs> Conspiracy. You should go on the IGN comments. That's pretty much what everybody says every time they post a review. <laughs> well, um, I don't. I, I think ING has. A, is, they're not all that way. There, there yeah. are the cynical. I can't think of the guy's name. Um, he's on YouTube, and he's a pretty large. Um, has a pretty large following. I'll have to figure it out. Maybe I'll look it up when you're talking about something. But he, he's pretty. He always has a lot of negative things to say, and he, he he. I feel like if you go down that rabbit hole of conspiracy, all your life is going to be boring and on edge, and you're never going to trust anybody in anything. So I really truly don't believe that. But in oh, terms yeah. of like I the mechanical yeah, side of it, I was like, man, you have all the resources. You could probably do it if you needed to. But yeah, but even if they are, they're still not. They're still coming up in the earnings call saying like, nope, it's not doing good enough. <laughs> I, I just don't know, like, I mean, to be fair, the these games like Battlefield 5 and Anthem, they, they weren't setting the world on fire. Like, they weren't amazing games. 
Um, yeah. Especially Anthem. It's just a big flop. So it's like, I don't know, you know, do they just need to make better games, guys? I don't, It does that solve the whole problem? It doesn't, it still doesn't solve the problem of crunch um, and like overworking their employees. But I, I really agree with the sentiments in that PC Gamer article of like, this game as a service thing is just, the, it's going to explode in the industry's face at some point because there's not enough there's not enough man hours on both sides like there's not enough hours to be able to work uh to be able to keep up with all these games that need patches every other week but then also i like who is playing all these games like who is how are you supposed to play even like more than two or three of these if you play all the time like you have your probably your main game and then maybe an off game and it's like if every game wants you to play it every single week there's not like there's not enough people to go around at some point if everybody wants to have Fortnite numbers. Like, it's just not possible. Yeah. Uh, because even you look at Apex and people are like, uh, did you tweet this earlier or something about, like, everybody's on YouTube saying, like, Apex is dying and Apex is failing. And it's like, well, of course it's going to fail. Like, everything's going to fail. Like, what did you think would happen when yeah. all the streamers that were being paid probably to pay, play Apex for a while stop those contracts stopped and it's like if some of those go back to Fortnite, of course the numbers are going to go down uh and then of course like the people who only play what their streamers are playing are those are they're going to go too like i just don't it's like obviously it works but it it only works if you keep throwing money at it so it's it's not a good system yeah yeah for sure and then you still have like apex with thousands of people playing it and it's like what where is the success line i feel like the success line for all these franchises is just way too high um and i don't know if that means like you said does it just mean we need less games so or do does the bar for quality need to come down or does the bar for how much a game costs need to go up yeah because uh, it hasn't in a long time and i'd be perfectly happy paying yeah you know, i I, I'm going to get a lot of flack for this probably, but even for myself, <laughs> I'd be perfectly happy paying more for games if it meant that uh, they games could stop having to be a game as a service. If you could just come out for $70, $80 and that's your game and it's actually a game, it's fixed. Like it's not, yeah. it's not a buggy mess that you have to fix for the next two years. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I would also like to, I would be willing to pay more for a game if I knew that it was a longevity game that I could easily stay and keep playing for a long time. And I think that's kind of the thing with with the whole um, video game industry is we're all looking for the next World of Warcraft. We're all looking for that next game that we just lose our life in. You know, we we're, everything that we want to do is there and it has that community aspect and it's not complete trash yet. And it's weird though, because I feel like for me, I I'm kind of in that bucket of like, man, it would be fun to find that next game, but I never have since something like wow, or those older style MMO games, which were just like theme park simulators. Like they're giving you every single style of gameplay you could ever think of to do in the same game, but that doesn't really exist anymore. So how are like, I feel like I always, kind of get in that mode of like oh man this game's gonna be patched every other week it's gonna be awesome uh i like i'll get the season pass i'll get this or whatever um uh and then it's like i get bored uh so then it's because it's like i'm just playing the same game over and over like now i want to do something else so i don't i for me personally the game as a service doesn't really work on me because i just get bored too quickly no matter how much they patch it because it's the same game um 
Rocket yeah. League is like the one example of maybe something that I have gone back and played week to week since launch, except I've spent maybe like ten fifteen dollars total additional on that game since launch just because i had to buy the first rocket pass for 10 bucks and then we play enough to get most of the keys so maybe a dollar every once in a while yeah um so i I don't know if i'm the you know maybe that's all they need if everybody is me do they make a ton of money and are happy probably not if they're ea (laughs) i think they need a lot more money coming in than that from their players but um Obviously, you have people that are going to spend probably hundreds and hundreds of dollars, so it'll make up for it. It's just, it sucks, man. I'm tired of uh, games as a service having to be in everything. Yeah, which, by the way, the guy that I was talking to, talking about his the his YouTube channel is called The Quarterly, um, or Quartering, excuse me, The Quartering. So, The Q-U-A-R-T-E-R-I-N-G, so Quartering. Um he has actually some interesting points. He has also a lot of connections inside the industry as well, but he can be kind of negative on most of his stuff. So you got to take him with a grain of salt. Um, but anyways, let's move on to the next topic. Um, yeah. EA and PlayStation. PlayStation actually has two different stories that we're going to talk about. So we'll kind of combine them into one. Um, so EA Access is coming to PlayStation 4 as well as Sony's second state of play was talked about on Thursday. So you want to talk about those? Yeah, that's actually this Thursday. So we don't know exactly what's going oh, on yet. Uh, the last one, the last state of play was when they announced all this VR stuff. So again, we'd, we're not PS4 players. So I, I'm not usually that interested in stuff that's not like big titles. Um, and nothing has come out in a long time that's made me want to get a PS4 because uh, I probably would if it was cool enough. Um, I used to have one, but I sold it because I didn't ever play it. Um, yeah. And it's like, I don't, even on Xbox, it's like, I don't play a ton of the exclusives. At least those aren't the games that I'm like addicted to or hooked on. So, um, but yeah, I, so I guess that we'll see on Thursday what they what they bring to the table. I don't know if this is going to be a big thing before E3. Uh, it doesn't seem like it, like it, they would announce a ton this early. It's probably going to be another small one, but yeah. Um, the EA Access thing, though, got announced recently too, So, um, which is kind of cool. But for a while, Sony, I feel like kind of was at least publicly like kind of the other way on that. Like they were saying, no, EA Access doesn't really fit on our service because we don't feel like it's a, you know a good enough value and so obviously they i don't know maybe a contract maybe somebody like uh had a contract with microsoft that they were just waiting to end or i don't know for exclusivity who knows what happened but i i think it's a good thing for ea for sure yeah Uh, more people can play their games i besides them killing a lot of games i don't really have anything you know yay or nay it allows more people to play madden and fifa and it's yeah like it's a decent value service if you like like games games. um and not not that a lot of the the, honestly the biggest value for me lately has been to be able to do the 10-hour trials and not buy their games (laughs) um (laughs) which sounds terrible but it's like if they would rather have my you know 30 dollars a year uh than to purchase anthem or some of these other titles that are like battlefront 2 is on there too didn't buy that either did the trial um, but but now it's on there, and so now you can play it. And now you I can want play to. it. So I I with their games, especially the way that they've been putting stuff out lately, it's like I would rather just trial stuff when it's out new, and then wait until it's out for free. Um, uh, that's worth thirty dollars a year most years. I don't know if I'll renew uh, immediately. But the weird thing though about it being on PlayStation Four is that they don't have backwards compatibility. 
So, mm. and I feel like at least half of the games for me, uh, the stuff that like when I got EA Access originally is like, oh yeah, I can play this. It's all 360 titles like Dead Space and um, I'm trying to think of other stuff that's on there, like old Dragon Age games, Mass Effect games, like all those are great games, but it's like if, is the PlayStation not going to be able to have any of that? Or they probably have some of it on PlayStation Now, which is the only way to play PS3 games on PlayStation 4, but it doesn't seem like it would work like with that other service because that's a paid service as well. So it, it's just weird because if they don't have the 360 games or the PS3 games rather um, yeah. in that service, it doesn't seem as good of a value to me for $30 a year. Agreed. Um, but it's still good for them to at least have it. it. And then it'll probably carry over to hopefully like if all these services get carried over to, you know, the next gen consoles, they'll already have that that service up and running if you want it. But the other thing that sucks is that if you pay for EA Access on one platform, you don't get it on the other platform, uh, which oh. is a bummer for, I guess, I mean, it's not a huge bummer, but it's like for the for the few people that, you know, have all the consoles and, I guess want to swap. I don't. I don't know if that's a huge thing that they need to worry about. Like, do you really want to be able to play EA games on either console, like that are old and free? Probably not. Uh, yeah, so probably maybe, not. maybe not a big deal. But um, yeah. Anyways, good. Good for them. It'll be nice for people who want it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, the next game I wanted to talk about, uh, not for very long, but I. They just released more gameplay this week on the Outer Wilds, um, or just Outer Wilds. There maybe not be a the in there. Yeah, I think it's just Outer Wilds. Uh, it's coming out for Xbox and PC. It looks pretty interesting. I would have to say, you know, just watching the video, it's a mix between, um, like, No Man's Sky, I think you're like that's mentioned a few times. I also would toss in Minecraft, but better graphics. Um, like, when you leave the Earth, it makes the Earth, it, when you look down on it, it felt very Minecrafty. Um but yeah, it seems very interesting. Yeah, it's a lot like of exploring. It reminds me of No Man's Sky a lot. It's it's like a kind of like a even more maybe cartoony like simple No Man's Sky. It doesn't like the planets look like they're kind of miniature miniaturized versions of the planets yeah. so you can just fly around them real fast whereas in No Man's Sky it's like it I don't know if it's to scale but it feels like it sometimes cuz you're just flying forever. Um, yeah. And in this game, it's like you can kind of see everything and just whip around them. And there's like a little mini map that shows where you are on the planet's surface. And it it sounded like I watched the 10 minute video or whatever they put out. It sounds like it's more there's more of a narrative through the game, which No Man's Sky has some, but it's really abstract. Um, and it's not really like you don't have to play that way. And this game almost feels like it's probably going to be designed with that narrative in mind. Um, yeah. But it just looks fun. I, I really after playing no man's sky for a little bit and wanting to buy it again on like a digital sale so we can play it together. Um, it's just such a fun thing to be able to like fly into a planet's atmosphere and then get out of your ship. Like, I just love the loop of it. I, I know it'll probably get boring maybe once a ton of more games do it, but n nobody's ever done it. Like no man's sky is the only game that I can think of that has that loop. I think Astroneer which is another indie game that's out. I've never played that though. Also has like the, it's kind of like a building survival space game. Yeah. Um, but, and this reminded me of that a little bit too, but it, it'll be fun to have another one of those out to see what it's like. Yeah. I'm, like I said, I'm watching the video and it, the planets 
are so so cartoony yeah um like you you literally see trees sticking out into the atmosphere you know because <laughs> yeah. they're so big or or the earth is or the world is so small but there was one um, planet in that video where there's like a gas it's like a gas planet yeah and then they like like they're like driving straight into it and then they like enter the atmosphere and there's like this giant cartoony like gas cloud everywhere and these like giant gas tornadoes and it i don't know it just looks interesting a lot more like just in your face and maybe like a little bit more simple than no man's sky so what do you think the purpose of the game is i'm trying to pick that up from the videos Uh, i haven't read anything on it just kind of like i said just watching the video on it do you think it's a explorer kind of a game is it a resource grind kind of game um what what do you think is the the purpose of it yeah i'm i'm not exactly sure uh like i said i know that there's like a focus on narrative um more so than like some of those other ones more than no man's sky um so i don't know if it's all going to be narrative um or if it might be exploration i didn't see any sort of crafting or any anything like minecrafty because no man's sky kind of walks the line between something like minecraft uh in that kind of space i didn't see anything in that video that would suggest that okay gotcha um and the description that i'm looking on uh is just says outer wilds is an open world exploration indie video game (laughs) uh so i think it'll probably be like exploration mixed with some narrative nice but i mean if it's if it's cheap and like an indie title that's that's something i'd probably get into yeah all right so recon ghost recon by ubisoft has announced that it's coming yeah, there's a lot of like announcements of announcements this week because um, yeah, like, this one's also happening on Thursday. It's like, hey guys, I want to tell you something, but I'm not going to tell you right now. You got to check in on Thursday. Tune in. This one, I'm I'm not sure. I'm not actually super into Ghost Recon, um, almost at all. But if it is Ghost Recon Wildlands Two, I know my wife will go nuts <laughs> i was okay so what's really funny is my wife when we first started dating um she was like yeah i played like ghost recon and stuff for a little while um with some of my friends before you know i started hanging out with me and i was like what she's like yeah no i like it i like i like ghost recon <laughs> so what is with girls liking ghost recon like yeah, seriously ashley was what always is it like about it? oh yeah i had ghost recon on my gamecube or on my you know i don't know what they played at ghost recon on, but and i don't even there's so many ghost recon games i don't even know i never played any of them um but go wildlands is the only game that i've played because she loves that game so we used to play that with me her and brian mm. but i don't know if they they have been announcing like an update i think for the original wildlands i think that they like some dlc for it yeah uh i don't know if that would mean that you know a sequel's not happening i would think i i feel like it did like it was fairly successful like a lot of people liked wildlands um if it is wildlands 2 that would be awesome so we'll have to see yeah um anthem they say they're committed to it they say that they're not giving up on Anthem, but they just moved a whole bunch of their staff to Dragon Age 4. That is the word, at least. <laughs> That's what it seems like. Yeah. I, <laughs> uh, what are your thoughts on that? What, do, do you think it's actually real that they're like ha- they're not giving up on Anthem? 
Or do you think this is kind of the reading the tea leaves and soon Anthem's pretty much going to be a unsupported game? Uh, I don't know if I'd necessarily say unsupported. I just feel like if anybody still had hopes for Anthem to be like drastically changed in the way that it needs to be to be a good game, I don't think that's going to happen. Because like a lot of the stuff that's wrong with Anthem for me and for a lot of other people are core gameplay systems and like core looting mechanics and like just a lot of stuff that's like they'd kind of need to rebuild some of it from the ground up and like do a 2.0 which they could do it would take a lot of effort and a lot of work but i don't see them doing that uh i think they'll probably still support it but it's going to be more in like a if you like it this is it and we're gonna you know we're gonna do the maybe the roadmap updates that we have planned and like we'll continue to push out like more content for the players that are already playing anthem to enjoy (laughs) but i don't i don't think they're going to focus on like revamping the game to get a bunch of people back in at this point that's at least that's yeah that's what i would think and yeah because it does seem like some some of the people have been moved over to dragon age and you would think that they 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 would (laughs) yeah because honestly dragon age has been really their big success that's their their one golden ticket yeah inquisition as much as like i know that we talked about they wanted inquisition to fail because of all the crunch uh and culture but inquisition was a big success for them so i would imagine that they're looking at dragon age 4 as like we got to get this right because we know it can make money. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, I mean, if it's good, it probably will make a lot of money. I actually, you know, some people didn't like Inquisition, but I, I actually loved it. So, um, yeah, I, I've liked pretty much all of the Dragon Age ones, um, primarily because like they just have good story to them. It's very addicting and, and sucks you in. So, yeah, they always, Inquisition especially felt almost like, you know, I liked the original Dragon Ages too, but especially the first one. Uh, and it felt like, yeah, it has a good story and like most of the writing is pretty good. And like, it's really, they just expand everything so much that it feels really like a real world and a real place with real people. Um, but then Inquisition expanded on it in ways that almost made it felt like an MMO, but like a single player MMO, <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, I get to go to this next zone now and do all the quest lines here. And then I go to this zone and I, I just really like that part of it where you could have all the different biomes and, um, just that kind of part of it. And I feel like, you know, going on to the Witcher, which I feel like is way, a way better game, but then you have pretty much, you're just in one place pretty much the whole time that that's what I really enjoyed about Dragon Age. So I hope that they do more of that um of what they did in inquisition yeah yeah no they did a they did a really good job there um so the next thing i want to talk about is uh one that affects you and brian a little bit but not a whole lot but epic has acquired or was it epic or is it ea that acquired it's epic so like creators of fortnite oh okay so epic has acquired psionics psionics the, the owner of rocket league yeah, uh, this is weird. I don't. I don't think people were n- necessarily. <laughs> I was like, this is awkward. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if people were expecting it. Uh, it kind of makes sense if you know um, the history of Psionics at all. 
if, if you go, if you don't know the history of Sinox and you want yeah. to know, um, like, enlighten us a little bit. Give you should a... go watch the um, No Clip, which is Daniel Dwyer's YouTube channel that he does now. Uh, he puts out video game documentaries, and he did one on Rocket League a while back. Um, that's really, really good. Uh, but it goes into details on a lot of stuff about psionics. So they used to work um, kind of contract on other people's games a lot uh, just because they weren't as big of a company and they they didn't have a lot of money. <laughs> uh, so they kind of had to take jobs that they knew would be like, okay, we can do this work and then we can make some money. Uh, that was before yeah. Rocket League. But a lot Here. of the stuff that they've done before was with Epic. Um, and they worked on like the Unreal Engine a lot and a lot of their stuff like, they worked on Unreal Tournament, I believe, like or at least like modding stuff, and some of their guys were from there. But gotcha. So just so everybody knows who's listening, I'm gonna go ahead and tweet right now. Um, there's part one and part two. It looks like uh, for this specific documentary, it's Rocket League documentary part one by NoClip. Um, I'll post clip one and or part one and part two on our Twitter. So if you are interested in seeing the video that we're talking about, um, you can go straight to our Twitter and um, watch it there. And just if you're curious what our Twitter is, if you don't remember from the intro, it is WBGCast. So WBG Wannabe Gaming Cast. So anyways, go ahead. I'm just letting you know I'm posting on Twitter. No, yeah, it's su- it's such a cool documentary. I, I don't watch all the stuff that they do over there, um, but that one specifically was like, I was I like Rocket League, and but it's a really well done. They make good content. So, But anyways, so Psionics and Epic are kind of already have worked together, so it's... To, it, it's not like out of left field for them to be um, purchasing them. And they even like, I think Psionics is in California now, but they used to be in North Carolina, like probably not too far from Epic. Um, so I don't know. It, it makes sense, but I didn't see it coming. Yeah. Not that Psionics really needs a buyer. They're doing fine. And they've, they published Rocket League's them Rocket League themselves. So I wonder what kind of deal Epic gave them. I don't. I don't know. Again, this is this is mainly probably going to affect the PC side of things, if the ultimate goal is to get Rocket League off of Steam, which you'd have to assume that that's why they're doing it, right? Well, why would you want to have have it off of Steam? Like, I don't understand what the well, why, what the interests. Because Epic has uh, so Epic creators of Fortnite, obviously. Uh, so they have Fortnite, but they also have their Epic Store on PC. Um, remember. So like there, mm. and the Epic is the one who's been, I don't know if we've talked about this that much on the podcast, maybe a little, but they've also been in the news for people getting really mad because they, over the past few months, they've been buying a lot of exclusive rights to PC games coming up, um, you know, this year, next year, uh, that aren't going to be on Steam anymore to purchase. Um, a lot of those are not forever deals like borderlands three i believe is one that has a timed exclusivity on Ep- the epic store um for oh, like six months or something yeah um and people blew up about that one but there's been a few more of like just medium to high profile games that epic are buying off essentially to come to their store first <laughs> um because they want to compete with steam uh and they want to be like a a player in the pc space for where you buy your games um and I think they're just rubbing people the wrong way, I believe. I think just because, at least p- players, because everybody likes Steam and everybody has games on Steam and yeah. everybody hates having like five launchers. 
Uh, no, it's true. It's it's kind of like watching like all the streaming services for movies. Yeah. Not you know people don't want to constantly have to have a Hulu and a Netflix and a Disney Plus and a, you know everything in in between subscription. But then at the same time, um, Epic Epic is also doing a better deal for developers on their store. Like they're giving a bigger cut to developers for sales than Steam is. Um, significantly i can't remember the exact numbers but it's it's significant um so it's like and they're probably offering a ton of cash to get exclusivity rights um and stuff of that nature on their platform up front so i understand why developers are doing it um because you know it helps them make make more games and it helps them them support their employees but i understand why players are kind of frustrated with it i with rocket league this isn't just a exclusive like period this is just a and granted they haven't said that they're pulling it off steam um but this is just they're buying their company so i don't know who knows do, what it means do you feel like they're going to change how the game is like have some, bring on some different people and all of a sudden the dynamic of the game is going to change or i doubt they it about the company they're going to leave pretty much everybody in place yeah i think they'll probably leave everybody in place and if you if you look at Rocket League and the way that they monetize and all that stuff, it's really similar to Fortnite already. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because they, they already do battle passes like Fortnite does that cost $10, and they already patch new cosmetics and stuff into the game like faster than me and Brian can ever play it. So it's like... And we play that game every single week. So I, yeah. I, I would imagine, if anything, like maybe they'll just have more money to do more stuff uh, because they want to monetize it more or make it even bigger, but I don't. I don't think I see anything bad, at least for the game itself, coming from this deal. Um, Do you feel like this is going to draw more attention to the game of Rocket League, and then you're going to have is going to change the competition level um, that you're interacting with? See, I don't. I don't think so. That's kind of what I'm. That's what I was wondering. Is like, is this good for what is in it for Rocket League? Like, because they've kind of had their day in the sun and they've sold so many copies, like, yeah, on all platforms at this point. I don't know if they need any help getting eyeballs or additional sales. Plus, it's been well, f- free it, on PlayStation at some point. It's been might have been free on PC at some point too. I think so. I don't think I paid for it. I think I, I don't know if I did. It was like on a super sale. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it. I think Rocket League, from what I've been reading this week about this is i feel like it's um still kind of an underground game like it doesn't have the massive following that um like the other hardcore like fortnite and apex and like oh, yeah. all those other games are mm-hmm. so it's still rather indie is what i would call it i would still consider it a really really good indie type game um, so I just didn't know if like all of a sudden now that Epic has it, if they're going to boost everything and all of a sudden the population is going to be. Yeah. I, and I guess if they wanted to do like some more like different styles of marketing, I guess, like to try and push it into the mainstream a little bit more. I don't know if rocket league is the kind of game that will do that though. Uh, yeah. just, just by the merit of it being like kind of hard to learn how to play (laughs) yeah i was just about to say i was like what i worry for you and for everybody who's a hardcore player is you know it it is such a hard game to play that it takes a lot more skill to play that game than i think most other games you can't just be a casual player and just jump in and play and have fun yeah because I, i i played with you guys once all night literally 
four and a half, five hours straight, and I never once got an assist or a goal. Like, <laughs> yeah, just couldn't do it. It's really tough to play Rocket League when it with other players that are on a different skill level than you are yeah. uh, and it makes it really really difficult to learn how to get any better if you are playing with people that are like that have passed your skill level significantly because you yeah, just because, don't touch the ball yeah you become obsolete yeah it, and and that rocket league though i don't think they can solve that problem like when you give when you do a sports centered game like rocket league where everybody has the exact same skill set and it's all based on like muscle memory and dexterity basically uh with the controller like that's it 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 just becomes an issue of like you need to match players as evenly as you can uh so yeah like that's where that's kind of why me and brian just play with the two of us anymore because i feel like it's not really fun for the third person when we bring anybody in that's like just just kind of new to the game or hasn't played in a while because they just get slaughtered and they can't really do much um but and you can't really change that. I don't. I don't think. I think if that's, anything, that's like, why I like playing the the what what is the oh the rumble map called yeah yeah where rumble. you get all the items yeah that's a good yeah. one for and some of the other goof modes are like a little bit better for just getting everybody in. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. I don't I don't see anything really changing. But like you said, Epic has a lot of resources and they have a lot of money. Uh, yeah, I don't know if being on the Epic Store does anything for them. Probably not. But maybe they'll maybe they'll push to like put more money behind it to try and get more people in. Um, yeah. I, I wish they would like, I mean, rocket league is rocket league. It's, it's always been kind of indie. Yeah. Uh, even when you look at the, the UI and stuff, it's like, it's definitely like a PC game that kind of got ported to console and it's like, it's fine. It works fine. But it's like, I want, I wonder if they would try and revamp any of that stuff to make it a little bit more approachable just from a first launch of the game kind of thing. Um, yeah, because I they do they could do some work there because it is kind of overwhelming. I feel like for a new player. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Hmm. But yeah, so well, I don't know. I I think if anything, it'll probably be good for Psionics and good for the game, but maybe not good for Steam. But you know, if you bought the game on Steam already, they're not going to rip out your license, so it's not going to be. Well, they wouldn't do that. But yeah, it's like just more pc storefront wars which is it's funny because this i feel like this never used to happen on pc and yeah. people and they're always like that's why we have pcs because it's such an open platform and now it's like <laughs> now it happens there too it's um, like zoink not really yeah so i mean and it's just like they they went through such a long time where steam was the only one that like had any money and power to put behind something like that and yeah now other people want to share that money 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 well, the last thing we we're going to talk about today is Borderlands 3. Uh, one of these days, we'll have my brother-in-law, Derek, on. Um, he, he's a listener living out in the middle of the U.S. He, him and his friends are huge Borderlands fans. They play, that's one of the main ones they play. They play that and they play Gears of War. Um, so if they, if they had or could choose um, a game... That would be the ones. Oh, so real quick, and he doesn't know I'm going to do it, but you know, shout out to Derek and shout out to Marcus. I believe it is is his friend. Um, I don't know if there's anybody else. I think there's one other person that plays. Sorry, Derek and Marcus, um, and the other person I don't know who what your name is. Um, but yeah, uh, Marcus, he has his own cheesecake company and it is delicious. So if you're ever in Nebraska and want 
a good and cheesecake. Want some cheesecake. <laughs> yeah, you shoot us up. Um, you shoot up our Twitter, and I'll get you the, the location. Um, but anyways, yeah, they play Borderlands, and uh, they they say it's a really really fun game. I remember I played Borderlands Borderlands one um, because mainly the, the graphics were really interesting. The shadow, um, what do they call it? Shadow uh, cell shaded. Cell shaded. Thank you. Uh, the cell shaded graphics were really interesting to me. Um, I just could never get into it on Borderlands One. Uh, talking with Derek, though, he said that Borderlands Two is is definitely the better one of the two, and so I should give it a, another shake. Um, so maybe maybe one of these days we should actually look into it and see if it's worth playing um, and grabbing as whatever the games we play online. Yeah, I I'm not really sure how I feel about it. I've played Borderlands One, Two, and what the pre-sequel i think it's called um and they're fun i I don't really know like how i feel about them entirely (laughs) they do a really good job at what borderlands is (laughs) uh yeah but i don't know i think for me the humor that they try to do is not really for uh me it's not really my my kind of humor um because because you don't find things funny yeah i'm just i'm just a really bone dry kind of person actually so um uh i don't know if it's hard to describe they just do like it's it's kind of silly and like um i don't know like if you've ever seen like claptrap or running around like doing lines and stuff like you kind of know what borderlands is at least part of it i know probably a lot of people that love borderlands probably hate claptrap um uh, I'm sure, but you, you can hear him already. No, you did not just yeah. compare us. Yeah, I should be talking about Borderlands because I I I've played them all, but I I don't have not in depth like just just kind of start to finish and then done just to kind of see what it's all about. But I watched the gameplay reveal, um, and I mean it looks like more Borderlands to me with a lot of just like you know quality of life fixes and kind of updating the visuals and the mechanics to something that would be in line with like a 2019 shooter um it still looks like borderlands like it's still all cell shaded and so i don't know if that's your thing i'll I'll tell you what derek um because i know you're listening if you get a microphone we can and you let us know by next uh next tuesday night you can come on and tell us why borderlands 3 is so amazing and why we should talk about it (laughs) yeah and why we should play it so there you go derek if you want to come on and get a microphone or, or let, you know, if you have a microphone already, uh, we'll get on Google and we'll let you talk until your heart's content about how awesome Borderlands is. The cool thing that I can say about Borderlands and specifically the new one, but also the old games is that there are so many weapons and there's so much variety. Um, and in the new one specifically, watching the gameplay reveal, like, and listening to a lot of people comment that like went out to the to the reveal and got to play it that you you just never see a duplicate gun like there's so many guns and every time you get like a legendary it's always unique there's always cool abilities and you don't end up getting like different stat versions of the same gun over and over like you do in a lot of other looters um that's good in borderlands it's more about like no you always get different stuff and another cool thing is like when you see a boss and he has like a sweet crazy gun or a crazy weapon or whatever. If you kill the boss, he drops what he was using to fight you. So then you get to use his weapon against like the next boss if you want. Uh, if it was like a cool gun, there's just a lot of cool uh, drop-based stuff uh, that doesn't happen in other games as well. At least, um, I yeah. mean, they kind of started like the looter shooter, um, so it's like it's only fitting that they do some of that really, really well. Um, 
but yeah, I don't know. There's parts of it, like I think the graphics and the humor are just not really my style, but I the gameplay uh, and the loot and uh, the, all that stuff is really, really solid. So if, yeah. if everybody wanted to play it, I would totally be into trying it. Um, it kind of has a like watching the the dynamics of it and all the stats that go into each weapon and each thing. It kind of has a feel of like Diablo where you have to kind of know or at least pay attention to more stats and to know if you're actually getting better with certain things and to stack certain abilities and certain um, armor and guns, etc. So yeah, um, what well, and I remember from the old one that was present in the this reveal too is that like there's there's elemental damage types at least um there's probably much more than that um when you're customizing and like trying to min max everything but i know that there's like a lot of you know there'll be enemies that are like uh resistance against frost so you'll have to use like fire damage or you'll have to use electricity or i think there's like radiation now in the new one and maybe others i'm not sure but in this new one there's a lot of radiation it's like cancer (laughs) yeah give you cancer there's like a, a thing that they did where it's like if you i don't know if they had a gun with radiation on it or something maybe it was like a some barrel that they shot that was like spilling onto the enemy but then when they get infected with radiation they'll like like puff up and explode and then just like uh spill out all the radiation cancer um and i don't know there's cool stuff with it there's like explosive barrels that are kind of around that you can now like he did this a bunch because he was probably trying to show it off in the demo but he'll like smash it with his arm and it'll like fly forward and then you can shoot it and it'll explode like uh if you can do that um as precise uh, as he was doing it but i don't know it looks fun i'm excited to see uh if it if it shapes up to be a good game i know that like the testers were saying like it's a little buggy in spots but it's not coming out till september so it's it's still fairly early what's okay i'm i'm gonna this is gonna make me sound like a terrible person so i apologize but watching the video and the gameplay as they're going through, it's like when you have um, a girlfriend or a boyfriend who is not a gamer and you let them control for the first time. They're super slow. They're, they're, they're not a natural f- fluid movement. It looks very much on a rail. I think <laughs> like watching that demo, like because they were talking through the whole thing, I you think, think it was a rail, like th- a pre-recorded. It wasn't. They had a they had what like two guys up there that stayed because they brought all the staff up, all the developers, and at least a lot of them up on stage at the very beginning and said, "Here's the people who made the game." Like, and then they all clap, and then everybody went off and they kept two of them up there to demo uh, oh, okay. live. But I, I have a feeling it was just rehearsed, so they were going slow so they could talk through, like that do the talking points as he was doing certain things because he would like talk he would like do something and then he would talk about what he did and then he would like say oh can you bring up this weapon and so i think it was just slower paced and more methodical just because he was trying to time it with the the talk gotcha gotcha yeah it just it that that's one thing that's distracting me right now is is how it's playing out but i would also say that you know, it, the they've really worked on the shadow cell not being too distracting. It looks um, that, really good. Yeah. yeah like I know that it, I mean, it's, I'm not like against cell shaded looks fine even in the old games, but it, it looks really good um, in Borderlands three from what they've shown. Yeah. It, they, they've definitely upped it to where it still has that slight feel, but it's still, but it feels like much more realistic than 
it did in Borderlands 1 for sure. Yeah. So, and they've said like um, everything's up, like it's going to be 4K and with all the bells and whistles of like current engine stuff. It's just, it's still their art, art style, but yeah. But yeah, it's probably going to look really nice. And they've had a lot of time to develop the game, so I'm hoping it'll be good. Yeah. Well, cool. I think we're going to go ahead and wrap it up for today. And I hope everybody continues to have an epic week. Don't forget to tell a friend or show somebody the show. Uh, give us a rating review. Follow us on Twitter. And yeah, if you feel up for it, sponsor the show on Patreon. Patreon.com slash WBGcast. So uh, thanks for hanging out with us. And until next time. See you next week.